Great move today to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham because we catch up with new offensive coordinator Dan Pitcher. This is our first podcast with Dan Pitcher as coordinator, and he's leaving his office. This is the last time we're podcasting with him in his office as an assistant coach. Now he's going to be moving down the hallway with a bigger office, more gadgets and gizmos as offensive coordinator. Big move for Dan Pitcher, well-deserved. This guy's got a extensive background, personnel department, assistant coach, offensive coordinator. He's got a voice on many, many levels. He's going to be very, very valuable here in the offseason as the Bengals start to put together what they're going to do, tweaking the offense, not what they did well, what they maybe didn't do as well, eliminate that, what the league is doing, kind of put that all together, and then get ready for the free agency and the draft. Dan Pitcher's uh, background is very valuable in that regard as well. Very, very good move. Don't let anybody else get Dan Pitcher in the league as offensive coordinator. You do it, Cincinnati Bengals. Well done. Made a great decision to join us in the trenches with Dave Lapham, brought to you by First Star Logistics. There's always in our outstanding studio provided by First Star Logistics because this is our first podcast with Dan Pitcher since he's been officially named offensive coordinator with the Cincinnati Bengals. And coach, as well as that, which is big for us and big for our listeners and viewers, it's the last day at this uh, at this abode, huh? This this office is uh is, is on the outs for you. <laughs> yeah, man. It's been uh these have been my digs for four years, and so it's uh, kind of bittersweet packing packing stuff up. I, I'm I'm kind of a minimalist when it comes to uh, to stuff, so it was a quick move down the hall, but a move that I'm happy to make for sure. Boy, I'll tell you, I I think all of Bengals Nation is happy that uh, that that move has been made. When when Brian Callahan got that uh, great opportunity uh, to, to move on and, and be a head coach in the National Football League, I mean that's what every coach's goal is, obviously. Everybody. I mean, I think everybody was like, okay, well, Dan Pitcher's the guy. He's he's the offensive coordinator. I know you had other interviews and other opportunities potentially with, what, as many as a half a dozen teams or more. Uh, take us through that process. What was it like as you were trying to decide what to do there and knowing that, boy, your heart and, and uh, in mind were really with the Cincinnati Bengals? Yeah, I think that last part's key. You know, I, I, every part of me wanted, wanted to continue here, and you were always balancing – your love for the organization and the city and the people that you work with, with, you know, your ambition to, to move forward in your career. And, um, you know, things are kind of coming to a crossroads and, and thankfully, um, you know, Brian got a, a well-deserved opportunity and that opened the spot here. And, um, you know, once that happened, that really all along, this was at the top of my list as I kind of referenced last week in the, uh, the press conference. And, um, you know, once that happened, it was, it was exciting for me because I felt like, you know, it had a really good chance of happening the way, the way I hoped it was going to work out. And it did. The football gods basically said, all right, well, Brian Callahan is going to get an opportunity early here because I mean, if it had been prolonged for like another few weeks, a couple of weeks, a month or whatever, you would have had no choice, but to go through that interview uh, process. And what if somebody said, you know, you're not going anywhere. We'd love you. You're, you're right here. You're our offensive coordinator. So the fact that the opportunity, the evolution of that was so quick with Brian was a big plus for you eventually. Sure. Yeah, it was, you know, it, it, it eliminated me having to make a very difficult decision if it had come to that, you know, and, and that's the reality of how this process works and the timing of it. And, 
uh, certainly the potential was there that I would have had to make a call along those lines, but it was in the cards where uh, it didn't it didn't have to happen, and uh, I couldn't be happier. So, Coach, eight years in the National Football League in the coaching ranks now, because everybody knows, you know, you've you, you spent some time in the personnel aspect of things with Duke Tobin and, and his folks, but eight years coaching. Now you're offensive coordinator at a, at a young age, eight years. Did it exceed your expectations? I know you have goals. You're a goal-oriented guy. All successful, intelligent people are. How did this did it unfold sooner than you expected? What how, What do you think? You know, that's hard to say. I've never sat there and said, hey, by this date, I expect to be in this role. Um, you know, I, I envision this for myself, um, you know, and, and I think I've always just been really focused on, okay, how do I how do I do the best possible job in the role that I'm in currently? And as long as I do that, then it's going to open doors for me down the road. And that's been my approach from the day I've walked in the door in the NFL as a scouting assistant in Indianapolis 12 years ago. Like that was that the, my mindset has not changed. So I've certainly I've envisioned this for myself. I didn't know what the timeline was going to be. Um, you know, I was I was eager for this opportunity, you know, because I feel like I've kind of, you know, progressed. I spent four years in that personnel world, kind of transitioned into coaching. I spent four years in a QC role. I spent four years as a quarterback coach and it just felt like, all right, this is the time you're ready. Uh, and it worked out that way. So, um, you know, very happy and excited to, to get going in this role. So another, again, a guy of your intelligence and abilities, and you could have done anything. I mean, really with your life's work, when did you decide coaching was what you wanted to do and go after it full bore like you have? Uh, it's interesting. I, you know, I love the game growing up and I was always kind of in my mind, like, Hey, you know, however you can make this your life's work and, and, you know, anytime your passion can become your job. I mean, how lucky am I, you know, and then I, I went through a period kind of early in my college playing career where I was hurt and I wasn't, you know, you go from that time when, you know, everybody's the best player on their high school team and, and you get to play and you do all these great things and you show up at college and, and now I wasn't getting on the field. And so I had to, that was a period of time for me where I had to really look at my love for football, you know, like how do I love just playing the game or do I really love football? Uh, and so I, you know, I may have wavered for a little bit. And then when I transferred uh, from Colgate to, to SUNY Cortland, I sat out a semester and I coached high school football and I actually coached my brother's senior year huh. and I volunteered. And by the third day of volunteering, the head coach, you know, who's a great guy and a friend to this day basically said, all right, you can call the place. And so that experience for me, you know, one fall of coaching high school football as I was in between transferring colleges really solidified how much fun this is. Um, you know, and that was, I was in my infancy there and I, I had no idea what I didn't know. And I still, to some degree, don't know what I don't know, but that kind of solidified it for me. Like, this is what you want to do, man. This is fun. However you can make this your life's work, go do it. It's interesting. You said very quickly your uh coach that you were involved with in high school said okay hey you got it you're going to be calling plays have you and zach talked about that aspect of things like zach uh i, I know zach is like man always balancing i don't want to this is this is a grind i got a lot of responsibilities otherwise as a head coach you know calling the plays maybe thinking about handing it off to brian brian gets head coach position is has it been discussed yet well how that might unfold with you with you and zach Zach and I have had a lot of really good discussions about, you know, the direction that he sees 
us going as a team, uh, staff wise, player wise. Uh, you know, so I am completely comfortable with with how we see this thing progressing. Um, there's a lot on my plate, and and as I spoke about in the press conference as well, like right now, it's just about establishing my role as, as a leader for these guys and being able to set a course and a vision for how do we get better over the next two, three, four, five months before we go to go, you know, take a break for the summer and then come back for training camp. So, you know, maybe some of those th those discussions will, will happen even further down the line. But, you know, there's there's so much right in front of me right here in this role that um, I'm really not looking past these next couple months uh, and we're just going to attack it as it comes. <laughs> I bet when you were playing the quarterback position, you knew everybody's assignment on every single play. <laughs> were you one of those kind of guys that like, you know, you not just what you need to do as a quarterback and in and, and your reads, obviously, but you you knew, you know, what, what the offensive line was doing, what uh, how the protection was going to unfold uh, based on a call. I mean, was, was that you as a player? Were you that involved? I think I grew to that. When I had my most success, my last years in college, um, I was that way. I wasn't always that way. It took me a long time to get to that point where I felt yeah. like I not only knew what I needed to do, but I, I knew what all the other guys on my side of the ball were doing and how we were attacking the, the defense. And so it, that took a long time to get to that point. But part of that was was growing as a um, as a teacher, you know, being able to be on the field and, and giving my guys feedback. Hey, I need you here at this point And here's why, you know, and, and what you did there. That's not always going to work, you know, so we can't go down that road or that was great. I love what I love what you saw there. I saw the exact same thing. We got to, you know, make sure we continue that moving forward. Those those little things, you know, I think as a player, as a as an older player are, are the kind of things that just lead you right into coaching. Um, and, and I really enjoyed that part of it, just that interaction with my teammates. Um, and so I think it definitely, you know, helped me as I transitioned into coaching. You mentioned your high school coach is still one of your best friends to, to, to date. Um, how many people did you reach out to or how many people reached out to you once they heard about the official uh, promotion of, of Dan Pitcher to offensive coordinator besides immediate family? I mean, was it was it crazy? Where was was it off the hook for you? Uh, there was a lot of a lot of people reaching out, a lot of uh, <laughs> congratulations and support and uh i've tried like hell to to get back to everyone and i'm still kind of in the process of doing that but um it, it feels great you know it, and i've said this all along like we get to where we are number one because it's important to us and we work hard but we get there on the backs of the people that have helped us and and you know those people for me are countless so um to have that that type of support and the people reach out to me that did family friends coaches teammates um, co-workers, ex-co-worker, it just, it ran the gamut and it felt really good. Yeah, that's awesome, coach. Well-deserved. So, you know, Joe, Joe Burrow talks about how much he trusts and respects. And I mean, he loves you, man, on, on all levels as a person, as a football coach, the continuity and the consistency of, of making this move to me had to be a huge appeal from an organizational standpoint and from your standpoint as well. I mean, in the NFL, when you have a guy like Joe Burrow to work with, man, if you can continue that relationship, why not? I mean, my gosh. Uh, and then Brad Craigthorpe, I know, is, is is in the mix. He's working at one of the all-star games right now, uh, coaching quarterbacks. I don't think there's anything been officially announced yet. W what's your take? Do you think the continuity and consistency 
um, might continue in that regard? I mean, I think, you know, Zach said this the other day, you know, when, whenever you can achieve continuity and, and still have people in the roles that, that you feel confident in that can, that can succeed. I mean, that's an ideal scenario when you've had success with, with people with this vision and this work ethic and, you know, work well together, if you can continue that, uh, as long as complacency never, never creeps in, that's, that's what you always have to guard against when you have continuity and you're able to continue working with the same people, you just have to guard against complacency. And, and that's one of my prime, prime jobs in this role is to make sure that we stay fresh and that we we're attacking this thing as if everybody was walking in here in their first year with regard to our work ethic and our effort and, and all that, you know, being willing to look at different things, you know, with fresh sets of eyes. And so if you can achieve a balance between those things, that's the optimal situation, I think. Um, and so, you know, being able to continue working with Joe, like you said, you know, having a guy like Brad, who's a bright young coach on our staff, who's really grown, who's also been with Joe for a really long time, you right. know, that we're, that, that the, the search for the quarterback coach is ongoing and there's a lot of great candidates that we've talked to, um, you know, but certainly, you know, Brad is, uh, Brad's sh shown a high level of competency in a number of roles. Um, so it's great. It would be great to continue to have him in whatever role he's in. Um, you know, so it's, I think we're in a really good spot and we just got to make sure we keep our foot on the gas. Yeah. I mean, Joe and Brad go back to the, the LSU days and this success there, which is extraordinary and outstanding when you think about it. You, you mentioned something very interesting to me. It's like, uh, like I said, you, you have a, a brilliant football IQ as well as overall IQ, but when you're looking at how much of your uh, time is split and how is the split between, all right, maybe owning in on, yeah, that uh, maybe, maybe we don't really need to do that, but boy, I like this. Maybe I can add to that, you know, tweaking your stuff internally as opposed to things you see outside that you, oh, Joe Burrow can do anything. I mean, you know, Jake's proven he can handle a lot too. That balance of incorporating some things that you see on the on the perimeter, and and you know, as opposed to really honing and fine tuning what you guys already have been doing. It's all of it. You know, that's a simple, easy answer, but it's a true answer. Um, you know, you have to have a great sense for what have we done, what have we shown the league with regard to who we are and what we're willing to be. What, what areas have we had the success that we want to have? What are areas where we need to get better? And then it, there is an element you have to, in my opinion, you have to study the league. You got to know what's out there. You have to know what's playing and what's successful, um, you know, particularly against opponents that you're going to be going to be facing and schemes that you're going to be facing. And so that's that's a, a major part of our job in the offseason, you know, as well as. The, the personnel evaluation part of it with regard to both free agency and the draft. So it's meshing all those things together because it all starts with who do we have, you know? And so the next couple of months is about, you know, who's, you know, who do we still have under contract? What is the universe of players that's available to us, whether those be free agents or, or rookies coming into the league and how do we add the types of players and the types of people that are going to get us where we want to go. And, and, who those people are and who we ultimately end up with is going to inform a lot of what we'll do. Um, and so, you know, all those things tie together and it's, it's a big puzzle and it's a fun one to try to figure out. And that's why we all choose to do what we do because that's what we love. So the two Super Bowl participants, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals played both of them. And let me make sure I get the date right on October 29th. 
in San Francisco, whipped the 49ers 31-17, two-score victory in front of 71,655, second largest crowd played against. And then December 31st, you have to go to Kansas City, both Super Bowl participants on the road in front of 73,565, the largest crowd, 25-17, Jake Browning, one-score game, very competitive football game. This football team's as good as anybody, right, Coach? I mean, it, it's like the, the Cincinnati Bengals are right there, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know, and, and the, the the margin of error and the difference in, in, in teams in this league, as you know very well, is just so small. And Ooh. so on any given Sunday, anybody can beat anybody. We obviously – what we've shown over the last three seasons is that we can, we can and, and should in our minds beat anybody that we that we come up against. Now we also we understand how hard that is, and we we understand that you're not going to run out there and win every game. Um, but it, you know, with regard to how we performed against these teams that are that are left, you know, obviously, you know, we played great against San Francisco. We didn't quite get enough, you know, to 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 get the the, the victory against Kansas City. But um, you know, we believe we can play with anybody. We can beat anybody, uh, and that's – it's easy to say on January 31st. It's about doing the work that gets you to that point and actually going and doing it, uh, and that's that's what we get paid to do. Ball security, taking care of the football is such a big deal. You know, we've talked about it many times. I mean, only 16 turnovers, 16 giveaways in a 17-game season, tied for second fewest in the NFL. That's outstanding. Uh, only put the ball on the, on the ground 10 times, second fewest – in the National Football League, lost two of them, fewest in the National Football League. That's outstanding. Patrick Mahomes is showing um, avoid big mistakes and make big plays when they're available to you. This guy hasn't been sacked, has not turned it over, no interceptions, no fumbles, 11 touchdowns during the playoffs. I mean, that, that's elite, as elite as you can get. But number nine is capable of the same stuff, isn't he? He is, and there's no doubt. You know, I mean, Patrick Mahomes has shown that he's, you know, he's an all-time great. And, um, you know, we believe that Joe is, is capable of, of the same level of production. And Joe's shown that he is capable of the same level of production. Unfortunately, you know, we didn't get a full season of Joe this year. Um, and so I know he's doing everything in his power to make sure we get that next year. And, and we'll, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, to put him in a position to show that he's, uh, you know, the best in the world. Uh, but, you know, kudos to, to Patrick and, and what he's done so far in the playoffs i don't think anybody's surprised i mean he's he's a rare rare player well right now um and and i think i've asked you we've talked about this before but your background in the personnel area of it is so valuable now to in my mind uh now your offensive coordinator even i mean at, at this high level to have that expertise and that background when veteran free agency the draft all the components of you know, how if you do or if you are unable to sign all your players, you're going to be. I mean, no team stays intact. But the aspect of being able to make significant contributions and opinions about this guy can play. This guy can't, you know, in, in those areas. How much did the scouting aspect of things enhance your ability as a coach, do you think? I think it's definitely helped. It's one of the things that I'm, I'm excited about moving to this role is – kind of my ability now to zoom back out and and be able to evaluate and uh, contribute to that process for the offensive side of the ball as a whole, uh, you know, rather than just really zone, you know, zoning in on the quarterback position. 
Um, cause I do enjoy that part of it. I mean, it's, I, I learned how to do that. I spent a lot of time working on it. Um, and it's, it's fun to me, you know? And so being able to, to do that over the next couple months and, and hopefully, um, as you said, you know, retain some of the guys, you know, we all know we're not going to be able to do it with all of them, but retain some of the guys that we believe in and, and have helped get us to this point and then add when we can, um, and be, be involved in that process. And yeah, I mean, that's, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's, it's going to be a big part of, uh, our ability to have the kind of success that we want next year. So we got to dedicate ourselves to it and, and give our best effort. Well, coach, I know I'm excited about what you're going to bring to the, the table, all the ideas and concepts and everything that, uh, swirling around that football mind of yours. And, um, I think, I think all of Bengals nation is, is as well. And, I know you have to be excited, but uh, you have to be totally, uh, man, this is what I've worked for my whole life. I mean, this is, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm ready. You know, I've, uh, this, this is my goal. And here's, here's the steps I took to achieve it. So it, it's not going to be too big for you. I know that coach, and it's going to be fun watching what you bring to the table, sir. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, you know, it'll, there'll be bumps along the way. You know, I'm sure I, I screwed. I've screwed up every day of this job for for 12 years, and and I'll screw up, I'll screw up every day moving forward. But the goal is not to make the same mistake twice. And um, you know, I, I know I'm prepared, and I'm excited about what I can bring to the Bengals in this role. So it's uh, it's going to be a fun off season, and uh, I'm excited to get back on with the staff and and really just getting after it. And coach, you know, um, just talking to other coaches on the staff and talk to, talking to players. Everybody is totally in on Dan Pitcher. They're excited for you. They're thrilled for you. They know you deserve it. And um, congratulations, man. It, it's it's something that uh, needed to happen. I'm glad it happened. Me too, Lap. Appreciate you, man. <clears throat> Have a great one, sir. Thanks. All right. You got it. Dave Lapham here. And every day I am grateful for my experience to have played professional football as a player. I realize self-motivation, leadership, and appreciating your teammates are key. At First Star Logistics, you can use those same attributes to create the life you want for you and your family. Build your future by working hard like I did. You'll see results both on and off the field. Call First Star Logistics today and be part of our winning team. Opportunity knocking.